Hello everyone, I am Devlina, your host, welcoming you all to another exciting episode of Icons Behind Brands video interview series where we are talking to some preeminent figures in the marketing industry and getting lot of insights from them. And on today's episode, we have a guest who has over 25 years of experience working across leading organizations like Bharti Airtel, Tata Teleservices, Shaw Wellis, Videocon, Bennett and Coleman, Biocon, Devu Motors, and whose career has been replaced with launching leading FMCG brands like Airtel, Royal Challenge, Matisse, Tata Indicom, Videocon, Sansui, Kenwood. I welcome Mr. Atul Raja, Executive Vice President, Global Marketing, Vadwani Foundation. A warm welcome to you, Atul. Thank you, Devlina, and it's a pleasure to be on your show. Pleasure is all ours, Atul. Uh, we are elated to have you uh, here on Icons Behind Brand with such vast experience. I mean, you are uh, into mentoring, you are into like so many things in marketing and over two decades of experience. We would love to know about your journey and background too, Atul. Uh, well, it's a long story, Devlina, but uh, I'll try to cut it short. I have been a career marketeer with close to three decades of experience across a spectrum of industries, from telecom to FMCG to consumer durables. I started my career with the Times of India years back as a management trainee. Mm -hmm. And then from then onwards, it's been a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. uh, I've worked with organizations like Shaw Wallace, as you said, Devu Motors, Videocon, the Tatas, Airtel. And the last decade plus has been in leadership positions. Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, uh, what I would like to say is that it's been a cross-industrial and a sector agnostic experience with a slew of brand launches uh, and a highlight uh, that has provided me with diverse learnings. Right. So it's a huge experience and I'm sure like, I mean, this is just a nutshell, as you said, right? So we will uh, talk about your journey, especially as a leader and as a marketer here. Experience in different uh, domains, different industry. So let us know a difference in strategy between an FMCG brand versus a consumer durable brands. Yeah, uh, so this is an interesting question, you know, because from a marketer's point of view, there are two key elements in uh, consumer or what we call as B2C marketing. One is the retail element and the other is the product feature aspect. Uh -huh. And both these things are actually focus areas in both FMCG and FMCD marketing, as we say. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's interesting that we're trying to uh, call out the differences here. Among these overarching similarities, there are strategic differences. Right? Mm -hmm. So let's take the FMCG marketing first, right? FMCG marketing has a hugely product-led focus mm -hmm. and uh, it focuses on certain key elements, uh, uh, certain marketing tenets. Say, for example, multi-branding, where competing products from the same banner mm -hmm. Uh, why with each other for consumer space, for consumer shelf space, mind mm -hmm. space, 
for market share so this is what leads to cumulative market leadership where a group of brands come into play and cumulatively they outdo the competition Mm-hmm. so that multi branding is a key element in uh, fmcg branding another key element is flanking now this term has actually come from war times you know the okay. enemy actually expects you to attack from the front you know the, mm-hmm. so they are expecting you to come from the front whereas you flank them you know so okay. and then you surprise them so the flank strategies about a, a package or a product line in different categories different volumes right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, say for example adidas um, adidas uh, you know from a consumer perspective many consumers may walk into an adidas showroom but they would not know that the entire adidas product line is divided into three parts one is the performance vertical the other is the original or the classic vertical and the third is the lifestyle vertical internally within the organization there is a pricing uh, there is a target audience segregation and there is a communication segregation so within these three verticals they have hundreds of products mm-hmm. and not known to customer who walks in the showroom they are having different strategies to okay. attack all the three different verticals mm-hmm. then there are product extensions which are very important in uh, fmcg led marketing mm-hmm. um, let me exemplify this gillette started with razor blades right uh-huh. then it ventured into shaving foams uh-huh. so this is a typical uh, product extension led strategy apple started from personal computers then it went into mp3 players and then uh, today we know apple only for iphones right yes. so Uh, similarly if you see dyson it's all known for its vacuum cleaners mm-hmm. but then it has ventured into desk lamps as well so these mm-hmm. are typical product extension strategies that expand your market expand your customer base and hence expand your revenue and hence expand your profitability right the fourth and the final element that i'd like to f- uh, point out in fmcg strategies the very concept of plc So all of us know that the shelf life of FMCG product is very little, right? So how do organizations look at their phasing out their old product lines and come up with quote unquote? You'll be seeing a lot of ads that say new and improved, right? It's all about uh, you know uh, taking the PLC issue by its own. and trying to address customer fatigue by adding small features and things like like the procter and gamble's tide uh, detergent if you see mm-hmm. over the years i have personally seen so many variants of the tide the moment you start getting bored with one tide uh, detergent powder there is something else new and improved mm-hmm. but they'll talk about some other ingredient added to make it more potent and more effective and things mm-hmm. like that. so this is all about uh, fmcg led uh, marketing now if you go into fmcd mm-hmm. now within the similarities of focus areas fmcd has a lot of on price right uh, whereas in fmcg i talked to you about uh, extreme focus on product and product features right mm-hmm. so there are cost based strategies within mm-hmm. cost based strategies there will be a penetration strategy say for example you may price your product very cost effectively 
simply because you want to enter into a cluttered market right so you you price it and then once you have some kind of a foothold in the market you may want to increase the product on the other hand is a skimming strategy typically what apple does right where you skim the price so when you enter you have a very high price you know because there is a product novelty so if, uh, apple iphone variant is coming out it will be priced right and as and when you know new variants come out you know the those that current price keeps going down of the old variant so that's a skimming strategy you enter the market with a high price and then over a period of time you lower your price right so both your new and old products keep selling that way mm-hmm. Uh, element is a demand based strategies fmcd sector is hugely de- dependent on uh, demand elasticity right mm-hmm. let me give you the example of the automobile sector if you just drop the price of automobile uh, by even a small percentage it's likely to have a high impact on sales right uh-huh. so the demand elasticity of this fmcd uh, sector is very high Mm-hmm. On the other hand, let's take the example of a microwave oven or a coffee mending machine. Let's mm-hmm. compare them. If you if you decrease the price of the oven, the number of units to be sold may multiply manifold, right? But if you do that with a coffee mending machine, that's not likely to happen because the demand elasticity is low in that case. Mm-hmm. So these are two things. And finally, in the FMCG sector, and this comes out of my personal experience in working with organizations like VideoCon, the retailer plays a huge role in selling your brand. So in, in essence, the retailer is an influencer in this case. Say, for example, you enter a Chroma showroom, or you enter a Reliance Digital showroom, or you want to buy a laptop, or even a television. and you are zeroing down upon one product and the retailer walks up to you and he says listen you are seeing this but at a similar value similar price there is a much better product available right mm-hmm. and this is an old model that you are seeing so in all probability you are likely to discard what you are going to buy mm-hmm. and you are going to the retailer influences you you may not know you never know that the retailer actually maybe getting a high commission on the product that he's pushing to you right, right. so the point remains that retailer is a influencer mm-hmm. so uh, these are key differences that drive marketing strategies between uh, fmcg product line and a uh, fmcd product line so i hope i could explain this Yes, Atul. I mean, thank you for bringing out such uh, minute uh, observations and points in both the uh, categories, uh, FMCG and FMCD. Both are like very, very important categories in uh, any marketer's life, right? So we will learn a lot uh, from you uh, here. Uh, so, uh, Atul, uh, right now uh, we talk a lot about content marketing strategies as well, right? So, how? did you use content marketing to keep up your conversations with your customers and what were the key points uh, that you kept in your mind all along yeah um, so uh, devlina i personally feel that uh, content marketing uh, by the day and of late has really gained in importance 
and uh, it is one of the most critical elements now that any marketing team today mm-hmm. needs to focus upon uh, without uh, you know uh, having a powerful content strategy mm-hmm. uh, today i think organizations are liable to lose out on a huge mm-hmm. market um, so first of all let me address the how part of your question right um, first thing that comes to my mind is frequency is absolutely critical in today's time there is so much clutter out there that if you don't uh, churn out content mm-hmm. on a regular basis you are likely to get lost you know right. Uh, right. because in, in a cluttered market visibility becomes of utmost importance right okay. so you need to churn out whether it is curated or created content with a very high degree of frequency that's one of the things that are is this is essential mm-hmm. secondly as a content tool today i think blogging is most important mm-hmm. uh, if your organization is into seo then today i feel the latest google algorithms give maximum weightage to blogging mm-hmm. uh, if you are looking uh, to have engaging conversations with your customers then blogging is right up there in the list Mm-hmm. if you are looking for thought leadership and creating a, you know a leader kind of a matrix then again uh, blogging is a thought leader medium so it's absolutely important either through professionals or either through in company marketing team or copywriters organization should definitely look at blogging aggressively and that's what we do Okay. third is the biggest thing i feel that is coming up now in the field of content which is podcasting right mm-hmm. okay podcasting led content has seen meteoric rise mm-hmm. i was just going through a pwc report recently okay and i was actually surprised to see the figures that india is the third largest consumer oh. of uh, podcasts after mm-hmm. us and china today mm-hmm. and it was amazing and you won't believe it that india today has 58 million listeners per month wow. uh, uh, you know so that's the kind of podcasting reach that is coming in mm-hmm. so also kpmg has gone on to add something very significant here you know in the pandemic times from pre pandemic to post pandemic times say from 2019 and to 2020 and the podcasting market in india has risen by 30% right mm-hmm. the pandemic has actually served to accelerate it right and it's currently a big city phenomena but you will be surprised to know that 75 cities in india are currently showing 2000 plus downloads per month wow so that's where it is going and it is exploding actually mm-hmm. so that's we using podcasting heavily and i would urge everybody not to ignore podcasting because <coughs> it is as i said the next big thing in content right sure involvement led content is very important i mean one should always focus on polls contests quizzes because that is what actually involves your target audience into your own activity otherwise on many occasions it becomes a, a one sided or a one way communication right personalization is absolutely important i mean whether you're using email and whatsapp or whatever 
the tone and tenor of your communication in these cases should be as personalized as possible the final thing i would like to say in the how part here is always look at close looping the customer feedback right because then only you can speak the language of the consumer by understanding what the consumer is saying what it wants to hear what it wants to read and then you tailor make your communication accordingly so in essence you are actually not shouting from the rooftop that this is what i want to say you are actually telling the customers what they want to hear so this is part one of uh you know your question as to how part now the second part of the question is what are the key pointers for executing ideal and engaging content marketing that's how i understood it right yes yes so i personally feel that you should keep the customer at the center of your communication always right mm-hmm. if you have case studies if you have testimonials if you have success stories right you should always elucidate your point of view through the eyes of the customer right that has an electric impact on a very ambient audience rather than against saying it yourself secondly you should be where your customers are so the efforts will never be duplicated your bandwidth will be laser sharp you know and so you get a very captive audience if you know where your customers are and i feel every marketer should have this at the back of his mind what is the target audience not just what is the profile of the target audience and sec and all that kind of stuff but also what your target audience likes dislikes which platforms it patronizes right uh, so you can then be at the right place and if you are at the right place your communication will be targeted in the right manner say for example your communication in linkedin for one particular issue will have a very different language and tone and tenor to it than our communication on facebook for the same problem challenge or issue because you are dealing with two target audiences that may be re- uh, two categories of your target audiences that may be residing in two platforms right thirdly uh, you know a favorite uh, subject of mine the qualities of utmost importance right? always uh, focus on quality over quantity i mean it's pointless bombarding people with say 10 blogs a month whereas if you know your their quality is suffering uh, if you are able to do two quality blogs a month rather than doing 10 blogs without paying too much attention to the quality it's always better to go by the quality because it is a sustainable approach it pays you in the long run right also you need to leverage consumer intelligence that's the final point i want to make right mm-hmm. and very important and you can pinpoint a specific touch points mm-hmm. from a marketer and mm-hmm. every touch point gives you an opportunity to better understand your consumer needs to deliver a more personalized experience right let me give you two separate examples what i'm trying to say here one is uh, from the angle of a own platform by an organization right and mm-hmm. one is from the angle of social media okay. so let's let's take uh, you know zerodha is a 
is a financial services company it's uh, you know i believe it's either a sonicon or a unicorn now mm-hmm. and it offers retail brokerage it offers you know product clients like commodities trading and all that so what they have done is on their own platform they have started something called a varsity which is a content hub which educates their own customers or yeah. their own stakeholders okay so they were okay. these things like introduction to stock market mm-hmm. about markets and taxation and things like that in the end of 2021 they were hitting 224000 footfalls per month on their website so some of them may be outside the content hub mm-hmm. but see what and uh, any content led initiative mm-hmm. which is indirectly related not directly related to your business objectives mm-hmm. see what it could do to the footfalls and the consumer engagement right mm-hmm. similarly you see the example of zomato right oh yes zomato has close to 2 and a half million followers on uh, facebook it has close to 600000 followers on instagram right mm-hmm. and it has close to 1 and a half million followers on twitter now this kind of a reach is phenomenal right yes now it makes very interesting like what does zomato do right at the end of the day it's a food delivery chain right and then uh, you know our customers want just they just go and uh, they can always go to the app and just order whatever they want why are they so much uh, on on the social handles of this particular organization mm-hmm. so if you see their content right mm-hmm. they use wit and humor number one yes. uh, mm-hmm. very aggressively mm-hmm. so makes it very interesting if you see their content they use they use the or leverage the cultural aspects very mm-hmm. very uh, you know in a very you can say apt manner uh, they don't miss out on any such opportunity if it's a festival or whatever even if there is they are giving a brand offer they'll do it with a lot of wit humor and mm-hmm. they might you know even be sarcastic on themselves yes right? yes so what is the learning here the learning here is simple that you know if you are actually going to communicate to your customers you know you need not just communicate it in in a very promotional manner if you communicate it in a very entertaining manner Mm-hmm. or a, you know very uh, entertaining or a very different kind of a learning phenomenon mm-hmm. it really touches a chord with the customers right so i gave you two examples one is in company platform and one is a social platform mm-hmm. how content is actually uh, helping these two organizations to make engaging conversations and get great followership true true Yes, Atul, and it was a detailed, uh, you know, um, discussion on the content marketing side uh, from your side. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the most important uh, thing which I am taking uh, from this conversation uh, in terms of uh, content is that you just don't have to behave like an organization who is talking to the customer. It has to be a very a uh, personalized uh, communication who is like i mean the customer should feel that this is just for me it's just one to one a human is talking to another human you know in that manner how a human mind likes the humor uh, the knowledge or some entertainment this is what every human mind seeks so yes provide that 
engagement to your uh, customers and that is how you are actually uh, taking the mind space and uh, yes. you know followers whatever uh, you can right yeah a very important thing which you have uh, pointed out uh, you it should not be a one way uh, you know Uh, conversation like i mean you're just going and shouting about your promotion and all it is about listening what exactly they want and that is how you are uh, you know customizing and crafting your content strategy here so sure. yeah. very thoughtful uh, you know strategy should be there in the content and thank you for bringing out such detailed uh, points here atul sure so now as a uh, we have drastically moved into the technology side the in fact the digital adoption from the consumer and uh, the marketing teams also we have a huge uh, you know impact of technology in marketing and in the adoption as well so how do you see the influence of technology changing the advertising part yeah so it's interesting that you're bringing out this because just before that you were talking about that every consumer needs mm-hmm. to feel that the communication is uh, directed to me right not to a larger audience at scale true so the uh, question is very relevant because mm-hmm. uh, you know this is what technology can do mm-hmm. it can reach out to you know as many consumers on a more customized basis as possible mm-hmm. with laser sharp communication tailor made to very specific audiences or in some cases to individual audiences as well and this is a hot button topic actually in marketing and the emerging partnership between technology and marketing is building new found capabilities into marketing mm-hmm. question was about advertising let me talk about marketing because at the end of the day advertising is a major subset of marketing right right so let so just building upon what you said let me give you an example right in october of 2021 you know oh, it was a cadbury campaign that caught my attention oh yes mm-hmm. it was called as not just cadbury ad right mm-hmm. and uh, it blended uh, sharukh khan's image and voice Mm-hmm. using ai to create customized ads for local mm-hmm. retailers local mm-hmm. shops by directly naming them mm-hmm. so if there is a kirana shop uh, called xyz uh, say in uh, in a street in coimbatore sharukh khan would be naming that shop's name and that ad would be playing in that shop right mm-hmm. so this is what ai can do uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know the, and the idea to promote a local business when they had taken a big hit during the pandemic really struck a chord it was widely yes. appreciated also from a creative angle this level of hyper personalization actually took the campaign viral right yes. so this is what ai level innovation and technology can do to marketing Mm-hmm. and again again i am coming back to your example see how each and every communication went to each and every retailer level right yes in every nook and corner of the country mm-hmm. so this was a first of its kind attempt and the campaign went viral and it became a case study right so in essence what are we talking about here we're talking about two defining things mm-hmm. one is how new age advertising and marketing is developing a deep understanding of the tech 
right mm-hmm. and through it you get meaningful customer relationships you are developing a friction free cross channel experience for customers right mm-hmm. secondly very important uh, it is actually developing unified analytics versus channel wide so when you are using tech you are getting an elevated level of strategic measurement of the customer his profile and of the market and the market profile right so you are getting a much more holistic view of the consumer right mm-hmm. so these are two defining things that uh, uh, technology is actually doing to marketing and if you see tech related uh, elements have exploded in the marketing domain mm-hmm. and there are hundreds of such examples but being into marketing and you know closely following this space mm-hmm. i personally feel there are five you know top five uh, developments that are taking place that i would quickly like to touch upon and not to be little that some other developments may have happened but these are my top 5 right as mm-hmm. so one is obviously the increasing use of chatbots oh yeah mm-hmm. today you know what is happening is uh, 40% of the organizations globally are using chatbots mm-hmm. uh, but uh, as per estimates uh, in the coming years few years you know at least 80% of the organizations will use chatbots mm-hmm. because simply because of few reasons one it is 24/7 mm-hmm. secondly you know the customer trusts the credibility of the communication because it is in platform communication it is directly related to the organization rather than third party or a bpo person telling you giving mm-hmm. you some info which you wonder may be correct or may not be correct right mm-hmm. so uh, you know uh, blue bot is a chatbot of the dutch airline klm okay right okay. Uh-huh. so it has done wonders uh, for consumer engagement for klm okay. over 1.7 million uh, you know messages have come on the klm site from 500000 passengers through oh, chatbot Mm-hmm. and i was also reading a sales force estimate mm-hmm. in us 70% of the organizations are already using chatbots as a matter of habit to mm-hmm. communicate with their consumers and vice versa most important mm-hmm. the organizations may be having but 70% of the consumers are also using that okay right mm-hmm. so chatbots is a rising phenomenon and uh, it will uh, go even grow from here mm-hmm. second is the right of voice assistants right voice okay yeah so you may have heard about the apple siri and the alexa mm-hmm. amazon alexa right right so how fast they are catching up but the point is and the more potent point is if you see uh, some data points One third of Google searches right now mm-hmm. are happening through voice search, mm-hmm. right? And see from where they will uh, uh, go from here. Simply, and uh, you know, and the logic is absolutely simple. If you need to type, you can type forty words a minute approximately. But mm-hmm. if you want to speak in a minute, you can speak one sixty words. So this is just four times, uh, you know, productivity. So four x uh, productivity you are getting here. So see the difference it makes. See the convenience it gives to consumers. So today I also dial 
from my phone and Siri comes up I just say you know make a FaceTime audio call to this okay. and the call is there the phone is in you know uh, away uh, the headphone is there and uh, the call is connected and I'm talking mm-hmm. through my headphone it is so convenient right I don't yeah. have to go uh, to my directory search that uh, uh-huh. name and, and dial the phone number Right. 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 So that's one of the key reasons why it's going to rise. Another key reason is, you know, the national language processing is very advanced. The NLP is so advanced now mm-hmm. that you know these voice assistants are likely to be more and more accurate and mm-hmm. make less and less of mistakes. So as we go ahead, NLP is really getting advanced. So these are two reasons where I feel the voice assistants will really. Come in and why I'm speaking about from a marketing perspective. See what it does to our SEO strategy, right? Mm-hmm. We just keep on thinking about the uh, keywords that a Google keyword assistant might give you, mm-hmm. but a voice search keyword may be very different from the traditional keywords that a SEO strategy focuses on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this is the implication uh, of voice search. It's going to be really big. Mm-hmm. The third thing is also virtual and augmented reality in marketing. Mm-hmm. It's really catching up. Uh, again, simply because of two reasons. One is because the hardware is relatively inexpensive. All you mm-hmm. need is a VR, cardboard, Google headset, mm-hmm. and say a smartphone. Right. And also many of the VR applications on your smartphone are completely free. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's one reason. The other reason is the very unique uh, virtual reality experience itself, right? Uh, It's intuitive, the characters are very relatable. So because of these two reasons, it will really catch up. It's already started catching up at retail a lot. I've seen it at Tanishq, where Uh augmented reality kiosks are there. And uh, you can try your jewelry on and see how it looks Mm -hmm. before you purchase it. Mm -hmm. Similarly, lens card showroom. Yes, yes. Uh, where the 3D modeling is giving you a 360 degree view of my spectacles. I can see how it will look. So I can choose between three and four. And or say all the three and four are excellent. Let me pick up all the three and four. Yes. Right. If you go to a Sephora outlet, Sephora mm-hmm. has a beauty app. So actually you can put a lipstick on mm-hmm. or an eyeliner on and see how it uh, looks on your face. So these are things that I personally feel are going to explore. A couple of more things. One is uh, you know, the imminent uh, coming of Web3 as I see. Mm-hmm. So Web1 was the original part of the web when it was launched in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Which was very basic web and everybody was happy with it. Mm-hmm. Then Web 2.0 came in, which was much more interactive and a lot of improvements came in. Mm-hmm. Now Web3 is coming in. And Web3 is actually blockchain based, right? And uh, Web3 will make a great difference to marketing because uh, Web2 was a great improvement on Web1, but there was a critical pain point and everybody reads about it. Uh, and that's like the data security and privacy issues in Web2.0. Whereas the organizations owning the platforms 
are having absolute right on the data points right yes. and this has been debated whether it is ethical and how they can use the data or whether they should use it or not mm-hmm. web three thanks to blockchain will give more and more power in the hands of the users mm-hmm. right so data and privacy will no longer be an issue uh usage will increase exponentially Mm-hmm. and it's a highly user centric and engagement centric uh, model so the marketers in essence will get much more data points to analyze their consumers mm-hmm. and to also analyze their habits and the markets uh, you know so previously unobtainable data by the marketers may seem to be obtainable now once web 3.0 comes in uh, you know a classic example is how consumers they interact uh, with platforms with devices right uh, so so this is absolutely important and the last is the ai led hyper personalization that is coming in one example i already gave you about uh, Cadbury's uh, mm-hmm. that is AI led hyper personalization mm-hmm. where Shahrukh Khan is virtually spelling out mm-hmm. the name of each and every retailer mm-hmm. the second thing is uh, you, know, you can take another example of Starbucks okay it's actually using its data on its loyalty program mm-hmm. to hyper personalize data to an extent there it is giving individual offers to customers based on their previous behaviors previous preferences previous mm-hmm. orders right so this is what hyper personalization which is primarily based on ai will actually do to marketing it can give uh, uh, consumers a fantastic and a very likable experience and give a great tool in the hands of a marketer so this is how technology can shape marketing right so one side i talked to you about overview and how it is going to define and one side i gave you my top 5 as to and there may be others mm-hmm. but uh, these are top my top 5 right and uh, this is something which is uh, always uh, i feel very fascinated to talk about uh, the technology uh, in marketing and where you know we talk about all the new implementation like you said sharukh khan's uh, campaign uh, for the cadbury thing that was so fascinating and it it was almost like a magical experience for people that uh, sharukh khan is talking about my uh, store right so the kind of magic the technology brings uh, and uh, you know marketers use it uh, with creativity uh, i always you know feel like talking more and more the ar vr uh, and these elements they they are adding a lot of elements in the marketing strategies and styles of marketer you know and that is how the whole uh, marketing is getting evolved right yes with that uh, you know similar to that line uh, atul i would uh, love to talk about how do you see the future of marketing you know how uh, is the gen z uh, changing marketing the next generation yes so i always feel that you know there are key tenets of the gen z right i don't know about you but i am talking about an audience which is way beyond me right mm-hmm. so i always tend to analyze as to 
we are seeing uh, you know the youth of today mm-hmm. uh, and if you are uh, you know just analyzing their can behavior which is different from yours right mm-hmm. that's what's very important for a marketer to do that mm-hmm. and while we talked about technology and marketing mm-hmm. right uh, that's all about the importance from a marketer's angle because marketing traditionally has not been data led right Yes. and data led marketing can uh, bring a lot of tools and uh, uh, give a laser sharp effort mm-hmm. to the marketer in reaching to his target audiences also it can stress the advertising value mm-hmm. of each and every marketing dollar spent it can also raise the equity of marketing per se in any organization right mm-hmm. because while the sales team has tangible figures right the hr team will have tangible figures and talk about it marketing typically has always struggled to showcase how many people you have reached within that reach how many were the engagements within mm-hmm. that engagement how many were the clicks within the clicks how many actually were the conversions so marketing has always struggled so that's what technology can do to marketing but here what we are talking about agencies it's basically more of a qualitative assessment and then marketing can come in handy vis-a-vis the quantitative that i just talked about mm-hmm. so there are five traits that i have observed one is fomo element right yes mm-hmm. if you see the uh, this target audience they have this fear of missing out on everything they want to be part of the action all the time right and it it goes uh, from something very simple to a concert happening in their city right to maybe something uh, on a much bigger scale they don't want to miss out right they don't want to hear about it from their friends they want to go and attend the concert themselves mm-hmm. so this is one key trait that we should look at the other is their what we actually term in our marketing and programmatic parlance as diy the do it yourself syndrome right mm-hmm. they want to do things on their own mm-hmm. uh, if you want to help them out on anything they'll say no they'll do it themselves right so uh, that's one key trait that as marketers we should just keep track of mm-hmm. third is very important they love product experience they would not want to buy anything without getting a very close experience of the product right mm-hmm. so you know there in uh, 3d modeling or the virtual and augmented reality or whatever i spoke about mm-hmm. really come in handy here because right and they also love this uh, product uh, feature on amazon where you know if they are buying a, say any tangible product they can rotate they can see and they can do a close up and see the texture and things like that mm-hmm. and the final two things are more uh, qualitative in aspect which is uh, mobile is their best friend uh, so you need to have a mobile friendly marketing approach to them right and uh, so say for example if you know you are having an older target audience like a small business house or an sme right he you may target him through a local print media Mm-hmm. effort right in a tier 2 city but these are the people who are not going to read the newspaper right mm-hmm. so you may need to see how to target 
uh, whether you need to get into a news app or you need to get into another site, right? Mm-hmm. Where they surfing on the mobile and things like that. So that defines your efforts. And the final thing is social media is a way of life. For them, mm-hmm. right? So in essence, social media marketing becomes paramount for them. Uh, I talked about a holistic digital experience, the feel of the product before the purchase happens and then live experience, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you may want to attract them through live events when at a better time, obviously, Mm -hmm. community gatherings and you may want to take their questions, Mm -hmm. you may want to uh, get them into an event where you are having a product page, but there is also some kind of entertainment page. So that you combine both the two together. So I think these five features, I think they are actually self-explanatory and no rocket science about it. Mm -hmm. I think they really go ahead and, uh, you know, define what marketers should do with Jen's Mm -hmm. approach. Right. Right. And it's like, it's clearly defined, uh, you know, the way you have, uh, you know, put down the point, uh, Atul that uh, yeah FOMO is uh, one of the thing uh, which is there and when you already know your target audience it's it's actually uh, pretty uh, easier to target them uh, the uh, they need to you know through social media through mobile uh, and it's very important to understand your customers journey what they do all the time right sure okay so uh, now uh, you as a person like what are the principles do you rely yeah. on during the toughest moments as a professional uh, yeah so this is again experiential it may differ from people to people what i feel is that you should address the issue head on when there is a challenge and when the going gets tough you know mm-hmm. do not wish it away so that's, yes. uh, that's the one approach that always helps, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is to be absolutely honest. If there is a mistake, admit it. Uh, so this is what I always do. And uh, very important, you should call a spade a spade. If you feel that somebody has committed a mistake, you should call that out. Mm-hmm. Call that out very clearly and have a discussion on it because Otherwise, if you don't discuss and talk it out, you know, it's likely to happen again. Mm -hmm. And the final point is what I always do is to set your emotions aside in such situations and circumstances. It always helps uh, to be uh, less emotional and more rational. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Very important point uh, here, you know, as a professional uh, to manage because as a leader and you are also a human being. So you have the same uh, traits which others have, right? But managing those uh, traits which is coming and uh, responding it in a right way, that is what uh, a leader's, uh, you know, responsibility is for themselves and for the team um, both. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So uh, with that, Atul, now we are uh, moving to a section which is a rapid fire round uh, mm-hmm. where you need to answer in one word or as minimum as possible, uh, maybe in one sentence. Okay, so this is uh, this uh, this is the section which is going to give an opportunity for the viewers 
to know atul you as a person uh, to know a little more closer uh, about you yes so tell us something about you which nobody knows that's a difficult question uh, to answer in a public forum but uh, <laughs> uh, just to quickly answer i've uh, been a chain smoker and i am answering this and i left it years back uh, very few people can do it so this is a learning for all the audience today if i see anybody smoking i walk up to that person and tell him don't do it it's going to harm you just try and avoid it and yeah, i do it with people whom i don't know also wow. so i am a great proponent i have seen the two sides of the coin um, being uh, on the chain smoking side mm-hmm. and the benefits it entails right. on the other side of the coin and you know that is how uh, you can actually relate to the emotions and uh, the traits which a person has and you can address it in the right way and it's a responsibility atul i really respect that i mean being a stranger you go and take a risk of telling them please don't do so it's yes. courage and it's a huge responsibility which you are actually uh, doing it thank you uh, describe yourself in one word passionate what motivates you to get out of the bed in the morning fitness texting or talking talking early in the morning or late in the night early morning what is one leadership lessons you learned on the go as a people leader walk the talk very important what sort of leader would your team say that you are empowering i could you know sense it uh, atul <laughs> through the conversations yes key learnings that you have picked up from your team the key learning is that learning is never complete so you need to constantly learn and uh, your team actually is the biggest source of learning for you mm-hmm. Learning never ends. Like be the student of for life. Right? Obviously. One book or podcast you would like to recommend marketers. Marketing is all about a healthy mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, and you need to keep fit uh, to handle the rigors of marketing. So, mm-hmm. not just marketers, but including marketers, I would like to refer the Five AM Club by Robin Sharma. Okay. Leadership author. It's all about how do you own your morning, how do you elevate your life. Mm-hmm. So it's all about waking up at five a.m. in the morning and how it could transform mm-hmm. your life. Okay. So yeah, so I I'm heard about that. this book. Yeah, yeah, and I follow the bits and parts of this book in Instagram. I follow uh, Robin Sharma. and uh, yeah now i'll probably buy and read the whole book um, so robin sharma's one book i read uh, very popular uh, the monk who sold his ferrari in yes yes that's his most 50? famous best seller 15 and uh, i proudly say that is the turning point of my life no so yes. perspective has got changed because of that you should read this 5 am club as well because mm-hmm. uh, it's not just reading i am a 5 am riser irrespective wow. of the book even so uh, it is my experience and i can totally relate to the book wow. i've also uh, i love mornings i'm also a morning person so i think it 
would be very relatable for me as well uh, you know sure i will definitely i know about this book but now it's a recommendation so i'll definitely have a look into that yeah so atul we are now out of the rapid fire round with that and uh, before we wind up the conversation i uh, want you to share your uh, experiential advice to the young managers who are starting out their journey yes um, so a couple of things uh, to make it quick one is that there are no shortcuts uh-huh. and this is basically for people who are uh, in their uh, you know formative years in corporate life who are just entering corporate life uh-huh. uh, you have to go through the grind so please go through the grind uh, and uh, without that success will elude you so uh-huh. that is my advice number 1 advice number 2 i'll just repeat what i said earlier learn learn and learn mm-hmm. learning is an ever going exercise never ending exercise mm-hmm. so keep learning and don't hesitate to ask questions mm-hmm. but the best way to learn is to ask questions and learn on the go mm-hmm. super super so yes uh, i'm a firm believer of you know there is no shortcut for success there is uh, the same uh, rule for each and everybody in the whole universe there is an abundance for everybody but the only thing only lack is your will so just uh, you know follow that and uh, the abundance is there uh, you know there is the same rule for everyone one no short sure. and keep learning so absolutely yeah it was an amazing conversation with you atul and uh, very fine points on each and every uh, questions each and every uh, you know discussion was like uh, sharp uh, and on point on the topic here and thank you for coming thank you i i know how busy you are and thank you for you know taking time for us uh, for this show and it is going to help a lot to the audience uh, who are the young marketers aspiring business owners business owners startup owners and marketers you know so thank you for being here atul it's been a pleasure devlina 